Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo. This is a daily podcast brought to you exclusively by Origin Gate. My name is Elijah Ward, and I am very excited to be sharing with you an insight of the day. Today, I want to share some stuff that has been on my heart about hunger, specifically how we choose to direct our hunger. You know, hunger is a driving force for those who seek. The hunger that we carry internally to discover the vastness of all that God is moves us to take action externally to create that forward motion, to move deeper into Him. Hunger is mobilizing. Hunger is the eager pursuit, you know. But one thing that hunger is not is that hunger is not a passive emotion. Hunger doesn't, it doesn't just happen to you. You actually can make decisions to induce hunger, to determine hunger, because of this one simple truth, that hunger is induced by atmosphere. Your environment, physically, spiritually, it sends signals to your being that invoke want. What you choose to sit in the midst of becomes the object of your desire. That's why scripture would say that that you become what you behold. Essentially, it's saying you will respond to the desire developed by proximity in order to possess the content of what you're observing. So it comes back to what are you observing? What are we sitting in the midst of? What are we choosing to place in our spiritual field of view? You know, are you finding yourself sitting in the midst of your garden of communion with Yahweh, forever desiring more of Him? Or are you finding yourself spending too much time sitting in the midst of that very tree from which He commanded you not to partake? The tree, I like to call it the tree of binary engagement, the knowledge of good and evil, the do's and the don'ts, the religious activity. Are you drawing near to the activity in the business of some righteous display? Or are you sitting unified in the very seat of righteousness himself? You know, we must ensure that our hunger stays directed, that we lord over that that we carry the authority to make that decision and to be faithful and consistent, that it's, we have to ensure that it's intentional, you know, that we can carry within ourselves the capacity to remain positioned in the environment of Yahweh. You know, I, I say that I've said before that the tragedy of Eden is not that, you know, the genetic onset of mankind blatantly disobeyed Yahweh. It's that at a certain point in that narrative, hunger was redirected to an inferior tree. So ultimately, hunger redirected is what became the cosmic subjection to human tendency instead of spiritual hunger. You know, many believers, um, we love... We love this one aspect of the gospel message, that we can reallocate the expense of our sinfulness on that tree of reconciliation, the tree that our king was nailed to, that we're, we're in which he paid the price for us to stand fully present and fully engaged with Yahweh, the God of creation. We love to redirect our eternal expenses and that is a, you know, it's a clear benefit of the gospel invitation. Don't get me wrong. But the truth is that 
We we love to do that, but very few of us will actually supplement that action by redirecting the investment of our hunger from the tragedy of that inferior tree. So we love to redirect our expense, the expense of what we've, uh, the shortcomings that we've experienced, but we, we don't often supplement that by actually redirecting our hunger as well so that we can step forward into the new life of a focused hunger that carries us deeper into the presence and the power of who Yahweh is. You know, scripture says to fix your eyes on things above, to set your mind on things above, to tune your inner atmosphere, to align your innermost framework, to perpetually observe the atmosphere of holiness, the location of glory, that therein we will find the satisfaction that we need for our deepening hunger for the heart of Yahweh. You know, that is forever the finished image of our pursuit, to inhabit, to possess, and to enjoy the heart of God, encountering His endless love. That is the That is the end goal for all of us who seek, to be enraptured by his generous mercies, to be overwhelmed by the fire in his eyes, by the beauty of his face. And hunger is that spiritual and that physiological technology that moves us deeper into that reality. So let us not forget and and, and let us not misuse the tool of hunger to be redirected toward anything that could jeopardize the consistency of our pursuit. We have a decision to make every single day when we feel driven, when we feel moved to engage in a certain way. And you know, we experience that. Scripture says that we have eternity written on our hearts, that it is not just a, um, it's not just a, this is not characteristic of just the hearts of those who are engaged with their church or who are daily seeking um, the kingdom of Yahweh. It says that, that that concept of eternity, that desire that in that innate need to feel satisfied by the realm of the eternal is written on every single human heart. So every day we wake up and we are responding to the desires that are written on the human heart. Um, you know, I love Galatians in um, in chapter five, and I'm going to read. Uh, verse 16 through 18. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation because I have been absolutely loving the way that this translation is communicating some of the truths of the gospel in a way that is so just enraptured. It it, it writes in the from the perspective of somebody who is absolutely obsessed with the beauty of Yahweh, and it's so poetic. Um, it says this, let me emphasize this, As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit, you hinder Him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. But when you yield to the life of the Spirit, you will no longer be living under the law, but soaring above it. 
I just think that is so incredibly powerful and such a beautiful picture of what it looks like for us to maintain our focus within our hunger and keep it directed at the things that are that are going to actually matter. You know, there's another um, perspective to this. David, in in Psalms chapter 25 and verse 1, he says something that actually speaks to a higher truth. Now, what this passage in Galatians 5 is is communicating is that there are essentially there's a or there's a decision to make because there are two essential realities of your hunger. There's a flesh hunger that that leads you into a path of death you know like that inferior tree that tree that i mentioned earlier of binary engagement the tree of the knowledge of good and evil yahweh said leads to death but there's also a desire and there's a craving built into us to desire the things of the holy spirit there are spiritual cravings but in psalms chapter 25 verse 1 David starts it with, oh, to, uh, to you, O Yahweh, I lift up my soul. And in this, um, in, in what he's saying, when you dig into the Hebrew behind this, he's saying a phrase and it's nasa nefesh. And if you study into the word nefesh, it doesn't just mean one singular aspect of the composition of the human soul or the body or, or anything like that. It is a very plural, very all-encompassing word that communicates the fullness of every facet of your being. So when he's saying this, um, he's saying to you, O Yahweh, I lift up and I surrender my soul, my spirit, my all that I am in you, every desire that I have, every decision I make, every determination and every craving, every inclination within me. And another thing in the Strongs, it says, I lift up to you. One definition is the seat of my appetite. Did you know, and I've, I've said this before because it's so important, that, that the what you hunger for is a throne inside of you. David says, the seat of my appetite I lift up to you. What that means is that whatever you're hungering for becomes the very power and the very force that inhabits the throne you've created inside of yourself and you're subjecting yourself to to the dominion of the very thing that you've enthroned by way of hungering for that object or that that person or that desire or that thing and then it becomes a very um idolatrous thing to hunger for certain things but this is why we must maintain our focus with our hunger because the very thing that began the tragedy of eden was hunger redirected we have a decision every day to maintain our focus to keep our eyes fixed on the king of kings and to allow to to allow really hunger to be a tool and a technology that drives us deeper into the heart of Yahweh, deeper into the atmospheres of heaven, deeper into the revelation unfolding of our seatedness in perfect union with Christ in heavenly places right now, not in some future distant reality, right now in our everyday moment we have that decision we have the power to make that and when we do all of heaven celebrates that decision for us to allow hunger to drive us into everything that really matters so i just pray that this message today blesses you i declare that you would begin to experience right now and moving into whatever you're doing this day tomorrow the next day this week 
that you would carry this within yourself and that it would create a capacity inside of you to hunger more viciously, more aggressively than you ever have because there's a cosmic promise and a cosmic law woven into the framework of time and space that Yeshua reveals to us in, in, what, he, in what scripture calls the Sermon on the Mount. And it sounds like this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they shall be filled. So I just declare this blessing of hunger over you today so that you may experience the joy and the satisfaction of being filled. So I bless you with this today um, and I look forward to sharing with you in a future podcast. Shalom.